All right, y'all, we are back with another episode on the mastery of love. We're here just kind of breaking down this book by Don Miguel. Um, and we are into the second pack, second chapter, which is the loss of innocence. I don't know if I said in the first one, um, but the first chapter was called the master and it was the introduction. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. The wounded mind was the first chapter. Yeah. And then the second chapter is the loss of innocence. So, um, we pretty much in the last episodes talked about the dream of the society and how it (laughs) is associated with hell. It's our own living hell that we create that we're programmed into. And, um, through awareness and knowing thyself, we can find our way out of that, uh, imposter of a dream let's say (laughs) and create our own dream and begin to co-create our own realities so i've already have a lot this first page for the next chapter highlighted Mm -hmm. it says humans by nature are very sensitive beings we are so emotional because we perceive everything with the emotional body the emotional body is like a radio that can be tuned to perceive certain frequencies or to react to certain frequencies. The normal frequency of humans before domestication is to explore and to enjoy life. We are tuned to love. Oh my God. Love that. And why did we tune out of love? And why is that not being taught in the beginning of the system? Just to keep learning how to tune into love is what we should be taught but instead no we're teaching to color inside the lines mm-hmm. and that dogs are brown <laughs> that's so important <laughs> and that you need to be on green in order to be a good person in order to be rewarded you've got to fall into this category and do these things otherwise you're not a good person unless unless exploration less enjoying yep mm-hmm. yep um I have highlighted the alarm system for the emotional body is fear. When we feel fear, it's because there is something wrong. I said this all the time. Like when it feels good, that's your cue. That's your like that is that is showing you that what you're doing is in alignment with your true self. When it doesn't feel good, it's not it's not real. It's fear. It's it's literally not the real you coming through fear doesn't feel good love fear feels good and then on that same page later a little bit further down it says we perceive emotions through our emotional body children just feel emotions and their reasoning mind doesn't interpret or question them i love that and if this is like it's just another reminder to like be more like the child in the in the in the early stages of life when they're they're they don't know fear mm-hmm. because it hasn't been programmed into their minds yet and and there is this sense of joy and playfulness and not questioning oh is this right or wrong yeah it says that's why children accept certain people and reject others when they don't feel confident around someone, they reject that person because they can feel the emotions that person is projecting. Oh. Which how many times has 
do we get approached by children mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. ask us to play. Mm-hmm. Those little girls, I played thumb war with them yesterday, all day. Everybody was so annoyed. Uh-huh. Why did you teach them thumb war? I was like, ew, shut up and play thumb war. <laughs> killing you what do you mean why are you teaching them thumb war like, there's enough of us for her to go around and have a great time playing thumb war seriously we're not supposed to be touching people stop <laughs> rejecting gosh children can easily perceive when someone is angry and their alarm system generates a little fear that says stay away and they follow their instinct they stay away and and they follow their instinct, they stay away. That is huge. Because how many times have you actually maybe gotten the message, stay away, but you didn't listen to your intuition? Oh, yeah, yeah. We talk about that, like forcing kids to hug the creepy uncle. Right. They don't want to hug that person. Why are we forcing them? Some weird shit that they don't want to be a part of. And then we got to force them because it's because it's going to make us look bad. We're going to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because of the people that are going to feel weird about mm-hmm. our choice in letting them be like, oh no, she doesn't want to hug you. Like, what? Is, why is that so hard? Because of rejection. Yep. And that belief that has been already programmed into our mind. Um, on that same page, a little uh, to the end of that paragraph, mm-hmm. the emotional energy of our parents, of our entire family, will make us perceive the world in a similar way. Mm-hmm. And it's true. This is why ancestry is such a huge part of our system is because we're carrying over that energy from 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 our systems, from our ancestry, mm-hmm. from our bloodline. Mm-hmm. The emotional energy that lives in our home mm-hmm. is going to tune our emotional body to that frequency. Mm-hmm. And we already said the emotional body is like a radio that mm-hmm. can be tuned to perceive certain frequencies. Mm-hmm. We play the game of the adults as children. Wait, that next one, though, I had highlighted oh, as well. The emotional body starts to change its tune, and it is no longer the normal tune of the human being. And what is it? Exactly. What are we then tuning into? Ooh. Yeah, and then I had highlighted. We play the game of the adults. We play the game of the outside dream, and we lose. We lose our innocence, we lose our freedom, we Oof. lose our happiness, and we lose our tendency to love. Yep, I have that all highlighted yep. too, except for that one. Because we shut the fuck down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are forced to change mm-hmm. and we start perceiving another world, another reality. The reality of injustice, the reality of emotional pain, the reality of emotional poison. Welcome to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell that humans create which is the dream of the planet wow welcome to hell the hell that humans create which is the dream of the planet that was a direct quote from this book we are welcomed into that hell but we don't invent it personally it was here before we were even born we are welcomed into it welcome they want us there Welcomed into it. Itty bitty tiny innocent baby. Mm. Welcome them right into that. Mm-hmm. So I have like I literally did one of these little asterisks because I was like I'm gonna highlight this, yeah, 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 this whole, whole thing. Story. It's like literally the whole that whole paragraph. Yeah, that's a great little story. Mm-hmm. 
You can see how real love and freedom are destroyed by looking at children. Imagine a child, two or three years old, running and having fun in the park. Mom is there watching the little guy, and she's afraid he might fall and hurt himself. At a certain point, she wants to stop him, and the child thinks, Mom is playing with him. So he tries to run faster from her. Cars are passing in the street nearby, which makes mom even more afraid, and finally she catches him. The child is expecting her to play, but she spanks him. Boom! It's a shock. The child's happiness was the expression of loving, of love coming out of him, and he does not understand why she is acting this way. This is a shock that stops love little by little over time. The child does not understand words, but even so, he can question why. Running and playing is an expression of love, but it's no longer safe because your parents punish you when you express your love. This is the belief that child is creating in that moment that you are not allowing your child to express themselves fully because of your own fear. They send you to your room and you cannot do what you want to do. They tell you what you are being, a bad boy or a bad girl, and that puts you down. That means punishment. Mm -hmm. Which is then like what we talked about before. Then you need... The reward. The good things. You need the good opinions yep. to come out mm -hmm. so that you can know that you're not bad, mm -hmm. that you are good, because you don't know who you are mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Because you tried to run and play and you got in trouble. So now your whole world is... Because you were just Flip. trying to be you, and Flip. you got in trouble yeah. for being you. And I bet we all have those pinpoint moments. I know I do. Yeah, and I have this line. The sense of injustice is like a knife that opens an emotional wound in the mind. Yeah. Then according to our reaction to the injustice, the wound may get infected with emotional poison. So it's like you, you could be trying to heal your wound, but it's like with that emotional wound in your mind it, it, you can like you can't just you can't just address the the wound like the physical wound you have to actually go into the mind and address the wound of the mind in order to heal the physical wound and it's like we can put as much lubricant and bandages and whatever on top of that like as if we're mentally still opening up that wound it's never going to heal The injustice, the injustice from your point, your point of, of view. Oh, yeah, it's the story of a little child playing in the living room with whatever's around. You don't have a bad intention or you're not trying to hurt anything. You're just playing with your dad's guitar. It's just a toy to you. You don't try to hurt your dad, but your father is having a bad day and he doesn't and he doesn't feel right. He has problems in business and goes into the living room and finds the child playing with the guitar. He gets mad, grabs it, and spanks you. This is injustice from your point of view. <laughs> your father comes in and with anger, he hurts you. This was someone you trusted completely because he's your dad, someone who usually protects you and allows you to play and allows you to be you. Now there's something that doesn't quite fit. Mm -hmm. That sense of injustice is like a pain in your heart. You feel sensitive, it hurts and makes you cry, but you cry not just because he spanks you. It's not the physical aggression that hurts mm -hmm. you, it's the emotional aggression you feel is not there. You didn't do anything. And how many times have we that was been like there? Childhood. Literally. <laughs> In a nutshell. I felt like I was always doing wrong. Mm -hmm. 
wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Don't play with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, yes. And that sense of injustice opens up a wound in your mind. Then your emotional body is wounded, and in that moment, you lose a little part of your innocence. Oof. So it's not the things that we think that are losing innocence actually is. It's the things that we aren't even paying attention to as parents. Right. Then you learn that you cannot always trust your father. And there's mm-hmm. a wound and a fucking separation that is that creates a cavern. Right there. <laughs> You've created... Boom. A huge split. A huge split. Even if your mind doesn't know that yet, because your mind doesn't analyze it, it still understands, I cannot trust. Your emotional body tells you there is something that you cannot trust and that something can be repeated. Mm-hmm. Your reaction might be fear. Your reaction might be anger or being shy or just crying. But that reaction is already emotional poison because the normal reaction before domestication is that your daddy spanks you and you want to hit him back. (laughs) You hit him back. Or just intend to put your hand up and that makes your father even madder at you. Oh yeah, this goes into like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It It goes deep. And you know, it's very interesting how I find that this book talks about the wounds of like injustice and Mm -hmm. the wound of rejection and all these things that I learned in the family constellations where it's like like literally Mm -hmm. we are born into all of these different wounds and life is going to trigger us to work them out not to ignore it not to keep repeating the fucking cycle and deny it and just now pass it on to our children and their children's children it's literally for you to work through that injustice through the humiliation through the rejection through the abandonment whatever the fuck it is so that you can transcend and 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 be free and then you free your lineage you free your descendants from all of it too and it's like the reason why we are still perpetuating in these cycles is because Nobody in our ancestry before us has actually taken the time to close these wounds out. So we're literally carrying wounds of our fathers, of our mothers, of their fathers, of their mothers, and so on and so forth and and beyond and all the way back fucking millennia. You know, and and so it's like... We're dealing with it now. We're seeing it and we're changing it and we're doing different by our kids. Yes, and so we get to be those leaders of that new, that new way of being, that new, and, and it really is just being in love, love like it said, correct. like yeah. being our true selves, which is love. Yep. Not just reacting out of anger of your crappy day or your last crappy conversation. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just goes on to explain that now you understand that your dad can destroy you, can even kill you. So mm-hmm. you, you, this huge cavern of fear, of unknown fear, mm-hmm. unlimited fear from this person that you trusted begins in your mind. So before your mind was completely healthy, you were completely innocent. Mm-hmm. After this, the reasoning mind tries to do something with the experience and you learn to react a certain way, a pers- your personal way. You keep that emotion with you, and it changes your way of life. This experience will will repeat itself more often now. Mm-hmm. The injustice will come from mom and dad, brothers, sisters, 
aunts, uncles, school, society, everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With each fear, you learn to defend yourself, but not in the way you did before domestication, when you would defend yourself and just keep playing. Mm-hmm. Now you're defending yourself and carrying all these Because you're trying to stay safe. You're and, trying to... Yeah. Masks that you're creating and... Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says the emotional poison accumulates and the mind begins to play with that poison. Now we start to worry a little bit about the future because we have the memory of the poison and we don't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. And then over to the next page. Over time, these incidences, these incidents and interactions let us know it's not safe to be who we really are. This one says, we want the harmony, but we don't know how to create it because we were in unfairly yes. reprimanded and not knowing why. Like, yep. So yep. we want harmony. Like, we deep na- down, that's our core. Right. Well, I touched the guitar and I got spanked, but sometimes it lets me touch the guitar, but not that day. But we were never taught to cre- how to create it and how to harness it. So it's like this is so crazy. It really is how crazy deep this goes. And yeah. and then the next uh, the bottom half of that next paragraph yeah. on the second page. Where did you start? Um, Shyness is the fear. I, I started, the domestication can be so strong and the wounds so deep that you can even be afraid to speak. The result is, oh, I am shy. Mm-hmm. Shyness is the fear of expressing yourself. You may believe you don't know how to dance or how to sing, but this is just repression of the normal human instinct to express love. I had that one, like, literally highlighted with hearts and asterisks. And and then that next paragraph underneath the leaf, I have, I have some stuff written here. I... Humans use fear to domesticate humans, and our fear increases with each experience of injustice. And off to the side, I put, yes, COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then off to the side, I put corrupt government, a.k.a. joking of, of an election. <laughs> the sense of injustice is the knife that opens a wound in our emotional body. Emotional poison is created by our reaction to what we consider injustice. Some wounds will heal, others will become infected with more and more poison. Once we are full of emotional poison, we have the need to release it. And we practice releasing the poison by sending it to someone else. How do we do that? By hooking that person's attention, which we already talked about in the last episode. Which is what you're taught at school. Hook that person's attention. Oh, I got your attention? Hmm. Repeat. Repeat. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Get born. Hook their attention. Release your poison. Die. Repeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. And I think this whole next section, like, I literally have it, like. Yeah. I love this page. Um, this one about the hooking of the husband's attention. But I remember you talking about this specifically yeah yeah. when the husband comes home the first thing she wants to do is hook his attention because once she hooks his attention all the poison can go to her husband and she can feel the relief as soon as she tells him how bad he is how stupid or how unfair he is that poison she has inside her is transferred to the husband she keeps talking to get his attention the the husband finally reacts gets mad and she feels better Mm -hmm. But now the poison is going through him, and he has to get even. 
he has to hook her attention and release that poison but it's not just her poison it's her poison plus his poison if you look at this interaction you will see that they are touching each other's wounds and playing ping pong with emotional poison the poison keeps growing and growing until someday one of them is going to explode this is often how humans relate with each other you call that Banging around. Banging around. Bangarang. <laughs> Bangarang. By hooking the attention, the energy goes from one person to another. The attention is something very powerful in the human mind. Everyone around the world is hunting the attention of others all the time. When we capture the attention, we create channels of communication. The dream is transferred power is transferred but emotional poison is transferred also usually we release the poison with the person we think is responsible for the injustice but if that person is so powerful that we cannot send it to them we don't care who we send it to isn't that interesting we just want to get rid of it we send it to the little ones who have no defense against us and that is how abusive relationships are formed. The people of power abuse the people who have less power because they need to release their emotional poison. We have the need to release this poison and sometimes we don't want justice. We just want to release. We want peace. That is why humans are hunting power all the time. Because the more powerful we are, the easier it is to release the poison to the ones who cannot defend themselves. I put wow with like multiple W's. Ding, ding, ding. Of course, we are talking about relationships in hell. <laughs> These aren't relationships of God. These are relationships in hell. And that is the key. That's the key. This is the type of relationship you create when you are not, when your source isn't God. When you are attached to that program. These are the relationships you create. I have highlighted on that next paragraph. No one is guilty for being abusive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just as people on that imaginary planet are not guilty because their skin is sick, you're not guilty because you have wounds infected with poison. And I had that last, I put, I had, you are not guilty because you have wounds infected with poison. That one was highlighted for me. Like, that specific. So specific. Like, when you're physically sick or injured, you don't blame yourself or feel guilty. Then why feel bad or guilty because your emotional body is also sick? Mm -hmm. So we can just get past. And that's what I feel like when you're reading that whole part about the, the person. I feel like the whole pol political system is, is that example being played out for our eyes and continues to mm -hmm. reiterate this. And cycle, thing. yeah. Because how many people are mad at Trump? Mm-hmm. Or mad at Biden. Mm-hmm. Fucking powerful person that you're never going to meet. Right. And you're never going to get to release right. or say what you want to say. So right. who do you release it on? Right. Someone with a Biden sticker, Trump mm -hmm. flag. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or whomever that comes exactly. to the fucking top that you just don't want to deal with. It, you know, it doesn't... Sometimes, like I said, it's sometimes it's not justice, it's just peace. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You go banging around. Banging around. Spewing poison for, like, for just no... Because you don't want to fucking face your own shit. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. If we have the awareness, we have the opportunity to heal our emotional body. And it's that simple. Yeah. 
what is important is to have the awareness that we have this problem. That's what we like, literally one right before the sentence. That yes. Said. Yeah. And to stop the suffering. Yes. Our emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Without the awareness, every time it said awareness, I just highlighted it. Without the awareness, <laughs> awareness. there is nothing we can do. Right. The only thing we can do is keep suffering from the interaction with other humans, but not just other humans, the interaction with our own self, because we also touch our own wounds to be punished. Yes, and that's, that, that's what I had highlighted at the bottom, was we, all, we touch our own wounds just to be punished. Ain't that the fucking truth? What did I just say inside? I just said something about that. Like, why? Oh, girl, that was too long ago. I know. Oh, the desires when that burst. Oh, yeah. That was like an open hand, something, something. Uh huh. And I'll give you all of your desires, and it's like, but not, but, 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 but not all desires are ourselves punish ourselves because. Not all desires are pure. <laughs> Make sure we punish ourselves before we talk about desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So on that mm-hmm. next paragraph underneath the Is leaf, top one? I have um, first paragraph. this first paragraph. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Yes. I have, we are judging ourselves all the time, and we are judging everyone else all the time based on what we believe and based on the sense of justice and injustice. That we as individuals can occur, you know, what's that called when it stacks up? <laughs> incur. All of these circumstances that we incur, then we're then judging. Well, my life, when I did this and this happened, mm-hmm. and that happened, so mm-hmm. that's going to happen to that person, and I'm mm-hmm. going to judge them for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leaving, yeah. Yes. And I always say that. I always say, like, when we do that, or if I hear someone speaking, like, oh, well, if I do this, this is going to happen, or I'm like, oh, are you God? Are you, you know, everything that's going to happen? And, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're leaving no room for the mystery and wonder that can happen. Right. Right. Because you've already got it figured out. Right. Because injustice was done to you, and so that, you just and it's like a, the hell out of it's, it. It's purely, like, cutting off your you know, inner child. Yeah. Well, yeah cutting off yourself yeah that inner child that lives and breathes in every one of us that wants to play and be joyful um so on the next page i've got the belief system was put inside you like a program by the outside dream the Toltecs call this program the parasite. I love this. Mm-hmm. The human mind is sick because it has a parasite that steals its vital energy and robs it of its joy. The parasite is all those beliefs that make you suffer. Those beliefs are so strong that years later when you learn new concepts and try to make your own decisions, you find those beliefs still control your life. Literally... Exactly what just happened. I'm going to go get the quote. Because <laughs> this literally just yeah. happened. And, 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 and this is a perfect example because it's like we had two different reactions to this. <laughs> you open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. Psalm 145.16. And this is when you said that your mind was like, but... 
unless you know but as long as it's not this desire right as long as it's not blah 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 there's a list of desires that are acceptable and the list that are should not those are evil right right and you're evil <laughs> and you were born evil and if you're thinking this way you're evil because you're not thinking the way that we said which is the right way because you don't have a clean mind you're not god and so it's like so we're always that guilty. was the program that's guilty. your that's that program those freaking words mm -hmm. those beliefs that are still controlling your life that you know didn't even come from you right. that's not your true self talking that's your ego lower mind talking and it's funny because when i read that i didn't have i didn't have that reaction mm -hmm. i was just like oh wow yeah but like it is it's literally right it's it, that last it one. is that last it's one so strong that years later when you learn new concepts and try to make your own decisions you find those beliefs still control still control your life yeah still lingering in the back of your mind even though you don't resonate with it right. but it's still lingering in the back of your mind yeah. because it was a program that you had to unprogram yourself from it's crazy that like that that is uh it like like it's like it's not going to be gone like there's always going to be that inner voice and even i mean maybe over time you know with awareness over time every time that pops up and you will eventually get to the point where it might not even trigger those thoughts but the reality is is that more times than not it is mm -hmm. like you you have that rooted trigger and that program is still there and certain things are still going to trigger you to have these certain thoughts but with I time the, i have the awareness of it exactly so the next time it happens you get to choose your reaction mm -hmm. and so and this is why i feel like through time when you are aware and you are choosing a different reaction every time you will get to a point where it's not going to affect you the same way that it does it might still pop up sure. but it's not going to have that same control over you because you'll have worked through it mm -hmm. and this is the attention to that emotional poison that you have to give yes. through awareness right in order to get rid of it mm -hmm. and it's practice it's not like just the one time oh, right. you had yeah. the thought and and you're like oh yeah i recognized it but i'm not feeding it it's not gonna not just go away. it's not gonna just go away mm -hmm. it's gonna fucking happen again and i'll have it a couple times it, it's a it's a fucking process it's like people can't we can't right bypass that work years of programming yeah. doesn't come undone with one awareness thought one exercise right. like Oh, I'm gonna do yeah, this yeah, one yeah. little program, this one little that workshop, and the work. that's the work. That's the work. Um, so going a little further down, I have highlighted an inner voice tells you that your happiness is too good to be true, and it isn't right to be ha too happy. It isn't right to be too happy. <laughs> oh yeah, because it says sometimes a little child inside of you comes out. That real you that stays at the age of two or three. You're living in the moment, having fun, but then something pulls you back. Something inside feels unworthy of having too much fun. I highlighted that. Sentence. Too much fun. How many times have we been there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm too free right now. I already took two days off. I, I should feel guilty. Because not everybody gets this freedom. So I should feel guilty. I should get back to work. <laughs> How many times? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such bullshit. It really is. But you feel guilty. Not just because it's normally always because of how you are going to be perceived. Perceived. Mm -hmm. 
That's what it comes down to. I don't want to be perceived as a bad person. Or <laughs> it comes from being on domesticated being on green every day. Yes, literally. Well, I might not be on green if I don't get to work and work like a good little boy. Again. And like literally, and I feel like that one for for us is especially like, you know, a, a bit a big wound for us that we have like really worked through and are still working through because we don't live in that program. We don't fall into the program and we have really like learned to live outside of it. Yeah. And, um, and we have, obviously we have our own little support system that we're very grateful for, but like we have done it out of the norm, <laughs> right? Quote unquote norm. Uh, and so, it's like for us not being attached to that program and literally doing it cookie cutter, there's an aspect I know of myself mm -hmm. that I always question myself and my worthiness and am I good enough and all these things because I'm not doing it like everybody else is doing it and I don't have the same things that everybody else has and, you know, I'm a certain age and all these things. And it's like, but who, but, but who says that this is the way that it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Who said that that one way was the only fucking way? Yep. And that your happiness is too good to be true. <laughs> too much happiness. Just you can't be too happy. Too happy. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down. You've been smiling for too long today. <laughs> you only get a few hours. Recess. I used to be like that at work. <laughs> I was this little sprite that would show up and and, th 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 and everybody else is like, the face mm -hmm. and they'd be like what's wrong like what's wrong with me what's wrong with me that I'm in the workplace and I'm happy <laughs> I used to always be so confused by that oh my gosh yeah what's, so, what's so what's up with you why are you so happy what because <laughs> I'm alive because I can just be happy <laughs> like I got to work because it's I'm my choice and I didn't die <laughs> it's my choice to be happy like I, cause I like to smile. I don't know. Jeez. Mm. So the parasite spreads mm. like a disease from a grandparent, from our grandparents to our parents to ourselves, and then we give it to our own children. Tears in my eyes. We put all those programs inside our children the same way we train a dog. <laughs> Humans are domesticated animals, and this domestication leads us into the dream of hell, where we live in fear. The food for the parasite is the emotions that come from fear. Mm -hmm. That is huge. The food for the parasite is the emotions that come from fear. And then back here, it tells us what those emotions were. They are... Anger, sadness... Mm -hmm. um, Guilt, shame. Yep, yep, yep. You got it. But before we get the parasite, we enjoy life, we play, we are happy like little children. But after all the garbage is put into our minds, we are no longer happy. How could you be happy with all that fucking poison? Mm -hmm. It just says all that garbage. Mm -hmm. We learn to be right and to make everyone else wrong, girl. No, because if I'm right, I'm doing it right. I'm good then. If I'm if I'm right, then I'm good, and you're bad. Mm -hmm. The need to be right is the result of trying to protect the image we want to project to the outside. We have to impose our way of thinking not just onto other humans, but even upon ourselves. Dan. Mm -hmm. 
With awareness, we can easily understand why relationships don't work with our parents, with our children, with our friends, with our partner, and even with ourselves. It's so true. And and, and so common denominator, awareness, mm-hmm. awareness, ding, 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 which is I, I talk about huge in my podcast of being aware. That's like the number one tool to have in life. I have, we are full of poison because we grew up with an image of perfection that is not true, which does not exist, Mm -hmm. and in our mind, it isn't fair. It isn't fair. To be told to be on green every day or else you're in trouble and you don't get a treat. Right. If you don't test and and pass the test for the school to get a good grade, you don't get a pizza party. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you don't get to go on the field trip. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, how is that? That's really sad. You don't wear a mask, you can't come to school. You have to school at home and be by yourself. Excluded. Exclusion. Because there's some perfect image that you're trying to create. This is literally... That isn't true, that doesn't exist, and in our minds isn't fair. Mm-hmm. We get pissed. Because kids know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We are never going to be perfect. Yeah. And there is no way that we can forgive ourselves for not being perfect. But in true reality, we are perfect beings. Perfectly. But in in this world of hell, in the dream world of hell that this program has created, if you're not perfect, Mm -hmm. you're not worthy. Right. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. The image, this is what I have highlighted. The image of perfection tells us how we should be in order to acknowledge that we are good, in order to accept ourselves. But guess what? This is the biggest lie we believe about ourselves because we are never going to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. there is no way that we can forgive ourselves for not being perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I have the next one. (laughs) That image of perfection changes the way we dream. We learn to deny ourselves and reject ourselves. We are never good enough or right enough or clean enough or healthy enough according to all of those beliefs we have. Mm -hmm. There is always something the judge can never accept or forgive the judge. Right, which is this. The Literally. judge is judging you, those desires. Mm-hmm. He's judging those. Mm-hmm. There's always something. And that is why we reject our own humanity. That is why we never deserve to be happy. That is why we are searching for someone who abuses us, someone who will punish us. We have a very high level of self-abuse because of that image of perfection. That one was huge. I highlighted that. This is this is some deep deep yeah. stuff. Um the other thing I have highlighted on this page is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The limit of your self abuse is the limit, is you, the limit you will tolerate from, from other people. people. I love, I love that too. And the same is for lots. One hundred percent. So I guess it's more the... the, the but the, in the opposite direction. Yeah. The more you allow love... The, more, the way you can love others is... Is the way that other people will love you. Love yourself. Well, and the way if the, the way you love yourself the is the way... you love yourself... Is the way others right. will love you, yes. Or that you can love others. Or that you can love others, yeah. absolutely. Like, pretty much the, that, you know, we, we meet each other where we're at. Like, you know, if somebody hasn't gone to that on that path of loving themselves, you can't expect them to love you. Because they don't even love themselves. 
on the next page over, mm-hmm. I have I started on usually in a normal relationship in hell. Mm-hmm. So usually in a normal relationship in hell, it's about payment for an injustice. It's about getting even. I abuse you the way you need to be abused, and you abuse me the way I need to be abused. We have a good equilibrium. It works. Of course, energy attracts the same kind of energy, the same vibration. If someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm so abused, and you ask, well, why do you stay there? He doesn't even know why. The truth is he needs that abuse because that is the way he punishes himself. Life brings to you exactly what you need. There is perfect justice in hell. There is nothing to blame. We can even say that our suffering is a gift. I highlighted that. Suffering is a gift. I had I highlighted that too, and I added to that. Is suffering the gift, or is it the love we found because of that suffering? Well, then it says, if you open your eyes, which is to mean awareness again, right? Mm-hmm. And see what's around you. It's exactly what you need to clean your poison, mm-hmm. to heal your wounds, to accept yourself, and to get out of hell. Yes. Which is... Yeah, and returning to love. Returning to love, and exactly what we were talking about in the in the last one, were mm. it's like you yourself, the work that you do is what's gonna get you there. Like your awareness and the work that you do on yourself, not in the external world, is what's gonna get you to this truth. Right, it says clean your poison. Right, not somebody, not somebody else's. You're not trying to heal your husband, right. your coworker. Right, heal your. Which friend. is what we love to do, though, right? To 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 take attention off of yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We love to focus on the other person that's suffering and that's doing wrong in our eyes or in bad behavior in our eyes, right? We're then we're like, oh, well, how can we help that person? And it's it's totally to take attention off of mm-hmm. ourselves. Because I've been there where I've been in the in the wanting to like help and mm-hmm. and 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 do all of that out that all of that work outside of myself, but then I wasn't really looking at my own wounds. Or I was, but I wasn't really accepting them fully. You know, it was like, Okay, yeah, I knew these wouldn't exist, but what what was I really doing with them? You yeah. know, I was A just a lot of people get stuck there. Stuck there. Yeah. I'll acknowledge it. I'm a shitty person, but yeah. hey, you know It's who I am. Uh-huh. That's the way you know, my dad was like that. Yeah. I was just like that because of this. And they just joke about it and want to, uh-huh. they don't really want to deal with those. I hear that and I'm like, can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my like glitch face comes off. <laughs> like, uh, we're not just going to skim over that, that conversation. That needs to be Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's, let's break that one down. This is literally why people glitch like motherfuckers around us because we be open up all kinds of channels with our questions. Like, can we do, let's do in just a little bit. Yeah. And it's all with love because we want you to get Mm -hmm. to that place Mm -hmm. of seeing yourself. Like, we want you to be free. You can acknowledge it, joke about it, but you can't acknowledge it and work on it. Like, that's where I want to get you over that hump. Don't get stuck. Right. Over that hump. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've identified it. How are we going to transcend it now? Let's transcend this. We can do this. You need help? I got you. Mm-hmm. I can hold. I can hold your hand for a certain price. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we ain't doing shit for free no more, girl. We ain't doing shit for free no more. 
for a certain price. It's going to cost you a little <laughs> it's bit. It's going to cost you. Well, they do. They have, we talk about that. They have yeah. skin in the game. And, you know, that's it's just part of this is, you know, this is our energy exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is what we do. This is our gift to the world. And, you know, and, and yeah, we should be provided for. Mm-hmm. We should be... Um, definitely taken care of in that department and not feel guilty it's hard work about being that. A, a love encourager yeah especially when people don't want to tap into that frequency or they're just so shut off from it because it's been it that's just been their norm you know like and it's like how do you awaken someone's heart mm-hmm. how do you really awaken someone's heart and it's by getting to them through their heart space so showing love mm-hmm. sharing love yeah being love being understanding, showing compassion, being forgiving, all of these things are what open the heart space. And people feel that, whether they know it or not, yeah. they leave changed yeah. because we're, we're, we're speaking a heart language. And oh, I like that. Yeah. Like yeah, write that down. <laughs> we're speaking a heart That's language so because it is. And, and, and there's no words. And who gave us that heart language? Yes, it comes from God. That is the source that's 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 connecting us. That that love is who we are and it was given by God. Like that was his gift to us. Not fear, not darkness, not evil, none of that. Love. Love is the frequency that has been gifted to us by God and and we're we're here to help water those seedlings and turn them into loving beautiful fruitful trees of of yeah. of heart loving producing more love. producing more love and not just poking wounds we're mm, healing that shit we're not here to spread more fear we are here to spread love and the more awareness that we can bring to our own internal selves and how we can feed our own love to ourselves and fill up our own cup then it's like you just learn for other people. Like you learn how to share that with other people. I don't have to teach nobody. Mm-hmm. I share it with you because I'm learning it for myself. And I think that that's the biggest thing when it comes to awareness and self-discovery. It's like you're not just doing it for yourself. Yes, that's the intention is to learn yourself and self-care and love yourself. But in the end, this is going to make you that much of a better understander of other people and how you can treat them and, and help them and not just continue like to guiding them. Right. Right. Yeah. Guiding Absolutely. Like through example, right, right. through example, mm-hmm. being that way shower. Yep. Yeah. We are the way showers. We speak the language of love. We speak the language of love. Heart language. heart language. We speak heart language. Heart language. <laughs> I love that. Heart to heart hugs. We speak heart language. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. So we just reached the end of chapter two. We're going to go ahead and close it out there and then meet you in the next episode of The Mastery of Love, chapter three The Man Who Didn't Believe in Love. Great chapter. Woo! I'm ready. You ready? ready. Are you guys ready? Let's go. All right, y'all. Love and light.